Coming to you from the Underground Studio, this is the Sipping Social Podcast. My name is Mike Carl. I'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward, Garrett Turnquist. Yo. We also have our stellar producer on the mic, Johnny. Say what up. What's up? We're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry. We truly love what we do, and more so, we love talking about it. We're going to pour, sample, review anything you need to know about. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey. Let's Let's go. Let's go. to go G? Yep, let's go. Awesome. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, podcast number 21. Awesome. It's been a little bit of time, boys, since we sat at this table together. It honestly feels like over a month. I know it hasn't been, but it feels like it. All right. We're here now and uh, we're excited about it. How are we feeling today? I feel all right. I feel like uh, there's like so many things that I've wanted to talk to you guys over the past like two weeks. I hope I remember everything. Awesome. Johnny, how are you feeling? I feel like I'm not ready to stop wearing t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. You know what I'm saying? I got to layer up now and... Just drink more bourbon. Yeah, that's true. You'll, you'll keep the, that, in, keep that, the insides warm, the outside will stay That the Kentucky same. hug. <laughs> that Kentucky hug. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, guys. Um, as always, uh, check out our Instagram page. We're always posting fun pictures there. Same with our Facebook page. Uh, tell your friends about us. Tell them to like us. Uh, not personally, just our social media stuff. Um, <laughs> Check out our website. Uh, check out our YouTube channel. We've added a couple new videos on there. Some are long, some are short, but they're good interviews. You'll learn a lot, and I know I have while we've been doing that. Yeah, actually, one thing that we just set up was a, uh, a little quick survey. It's like an eight-question survey. So if you want to go to our website while you're listening to this, it's sippingsocialpodcast.com, and you'll see right at the top of the page, there's just a quick link to a, just a little survey. We kind of want to you know check our, uh, our checks and balances here and see how you guys are liking the episode. Uh, tell us what you like about it, what episode you like best. You know, that kind of stuff. It's real quick eight questions. So awesome. it would really, really help us out if you guys could do that. Cool. Any feedback is always appreciated. We always want to be better at what we do. And uh, you guys are the only ones to help us do that. A couple things we're going to talk about today. This Fobab Beer Festival just went on at the UIC Pavilion. Mm. It's the Festival of Barrel-Aged Beers, which is crazy. Yeah. And it used to be just a small snippet. It used to be only Illinois beers. In the last couple of years, it was only Midwest beers. Now they've made it nationwide. So there was over 400 breweries there. We're going to talk about some of the breweries that won. We have some specialty beers here that won. Ooh, nice. Which we're going to get to sample and talk about, which I'm super excited about. Gary, where did we go to in Kentucky? Now the casino? <sighs> <laughs> Uh, we definitely didn't go to the casino at all. Yeah. Uh, we went to um, Michter's, which is slowly rising as, as one of my favorite distilleries of all time. Uh, Maker's Mark and Buffalo Trace. So three big, pretty big heavy hitters outside of like the Woodford beam world. Which was awesome. Uh, we will talk about that. Did we talk about what we're sipping on right now? No, we didn't. How do we skip that? You skip it every time. What are you drinking? <sighs> I'm, I'm going to let you take over. Uh, Johnny poured me a nice little uh, three-knuckle pour of the Willet. Uh, Pot Still Reserve, one Ooh, of my favorite. That is a good one. What you got? Uh, I got the Rossville Union mm. Rye. Mm, nice. Nice. So Garrett just mentioned that you guys just went down to the Bourbon Trail, and you guys brought me back something really special from uh, Blanton's. Uh, so you guys got to pick from four different barrels. I mean, we'll go into that. But basically, I'm drinking one of the barrels that these guys tasted and didn't choose. So it's kind of interesting to taste something before somebody else is going to choose a barrel and, and take it to their restaurant or, or business. You yeah, know? you were literally drinking somebody else's barrel before yeah. they decided they wanted that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's like, I don't know how you compare that. I don't know, but it's kind of cool because we tried... You're trying on someone else's clothes before they buy it. Yeah, not, yeah. not their underwear, though. Well, mm. it's not. Yeah, it is barrel-proof. It's barrel-proof. Yeah. <laughs> Got a little stink in there. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> or dating a girl before your buddy marries her. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's, that's for sure. That's a wild comparison. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to congratulate our winners, Mark Jordan, and I hope you're, I'm saying your last name right, Michael Gontarak. If I didn't say that right, I apologize. Congrats. You guys both commented on our last podcast about the video uh, where our longtime bar customer came by and had to make an unannounced uh, appearance in the video and shake Garrett's hand. Mm. So you guys are winning something very special Go see Garrett at Mays. He's got a bottle for you from us on the Sipping Social Podcast. Really appreciate you guys listening and paying attention to that. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks, for, awesome. thanks for commenting. For the Customer of the Week, we're going to actually replace it with a Listener of the Week. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're each going to comment on listeners who have reached out to us, and maybe it's you, and maybe you'll hear your name, which doesn't make you famous, but it's fun. Yeah, and, no one uh, else is listening to this. It's just, yeah, just us three. And the three of you that commented, yep. that we're commenting on. We're under 10. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the stats. <laughs> the analytics prove otherwise. Yeah. 12. We'll come into the EF in a second. What you got, G? All right, so... Um, you got notes over here? Yeah, I've been taking notes the past oh couple days. Oh, So the... I told you, I've been thinking things I've been thinking about okay. that I want to talk about. So nice. um, the European Union just gave the United States the ability to go and impose tariffs on Ireland and Scotland for some of the trade practices they were doing. All right, I'm, I'm falling asleep already. So what what the, what that does is that that's raising the price of Scotch and Irish whiskey. Really? Um, not every brand is uh, involved, Affected. but a lot of the single malts. So things like Oban, Talisker, uh, Lagavulin are all going to go up about twenty five percent in about two weeks. Now that tariff won't last forever, but throughout Christmas. So if you want to if you wanted to buy somebody a bottle of Talisker, Oban, or uh, Lagavulin, I think it's a great gift. You should definitely do that before uh, December fourteenth. This podcast comes out. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, and then uh, also things that are, the real ones that are going to be to struggle is a Jameson is going to go up in price and Bailey's. Really? So Bailey's is going to go up $12 a bottle. Jeez. Which is, I mean, what's Bailey's right now? 22? That's, it's like 90 cents a pour. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. So it's a lot of money. So that's kind of interesting that's going on new. So stock up on your uh, Irish cream. And then um, probably the, the biggest thing to come out of in the whiskey world outside of Pappy season is the the new Solera from Remus, 13 and 14 year old product from MGP. Their, nice. their top of the line brand is dropping this week. What's so, the, what's the bottle price going to be? I think it's 100. Say the name of it again. Remus. So, okay. It's called uh, New Solera. Any chance you'll... Yeah, I've already pre-ordered two. We'd love to try that here. Perfect. I mean... Uh. <laughs> Let's get into our YEEF. Everybody knows about the YEEF that listens to it. Yearly industry ebb and flow. Definitely just the rhythmical pattern of what's going on in our restaurant industries. For us, we've talked about the end of the patio season. We had a couple of restaurants close around us. Actually, one restaurant, but it was a bar. And that's prevalent in my world because anytime there's a bar event now or a big football game on, a college football game or a big NFL game, our bars are packed, which is great, but we've not prepared for it. So we had our chili cook-off last week, um, which we took second place in the People's Choice, first place in the Critics' Choice, which Ooh. is great. Oh, nice. Yeah. We, met, we meddled in both, which is fantastic. Kudos to our CDC for coming up with the recipe. But because there's no Muldoons, both bars were two to four deep for five hours. Gross. It was, it was incredible. What's the CDC? Chef de Cuisine. Oh, okay. So he's the guy who's in charge of your kitchen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. It's 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 a nice little title. Your your only your kitchen or is it uh, Could the whole like companies? A, just no, just, just ours. Just oh. one just one kitchen. Yeah, cool. there's an executive chef, a couple sous chefs, and then the CDCs report to the sous chefs who report to the executive chef. Oh, cool. That's if you have multiple locations. If you have one restaurant, your executive chef will only he'll be your CDC. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Or it could be like a, a CDC, a, a layman's term is more, I hate to say it this way, is kitchen manager. I mean, cool. that's essentially what, they're in charge of the whole kitchen. So uh, that's affected us greatly. And people coming in looking for the new hot bourbon. There's so much. So much. There's so much new bourbon that's out. You guys got to come by the restaurants and try them. What I like about them is there's a wide range. Yep. You have your easy, approachable kind of traditional bourbons to some of the ones that are experimental, that are a little bit more niche that you, you can kind of get into. So whatever you're There's looking low, for. Low proof, high proof. Low proof, high proof, middle range. Bourbon, rye, yeah. blends. Yeah. Obviously, we like talking about whiskey. We drink whiskey all the time. Come drink some whiskey with us and let us show you the new, new brands. Oh, they're so good. Yeah. I haven't tried one that's come out, you know, the past month that was considered an allocation that I haven't liked. All right. Talk about allocations real quick. And what's your favorite one that you've gotten over at Mace? Uh, so we got Buff or Sazerac just dropped. The, the new Elmer T. Lee 100 Year, the Weller CYPB, the Weller Full Proof, the whole BTAC line, so Eagle Rare 17, Stag, Stag Senior, uh, Weller, William LaRue Weller, and uh, Sazerac 18. 18. And then they released the new Colonel H. Taylor, the Amherst Grain of the Gods, which is really good. And Damn, then uh, the new 1792 12 Year, which don't sleep on that one. That one won an award. That won double gold. I mean, I'm still sticking with the Eagle Bear 17 as my number one all-time favorite. Stag is always in the top three, and that one's still st- stuck at three, even though it's at a lower proof this year. But the Eagle Bear 17 is so good. It's so good. It, so it's good. like drinking melted butter because of how velvety it is as yeah. far as, like, the mouthfeel and the flavor. John and I shared a pour. When I say shared a pour, we uh, shared a pour on Friday night for my birthday. Mm. And we, uh, How we many l- straws? Uh, two straws. Nice. We didn't let anybody else try it. Good. Yeah. No, one glass, two lips. Ooh. I think I've seen. <laughs> we drink it at the same video. time, just so yeah. you know. <laughs> oh, gross. We put a piece of paper down the, the, the glass just to spread it out evenly. Um, so, but the Eagle Rare 17 is your favorite. Oh my gosh, it's so good. The Elmer T. Lee 100 Year Tribute is really nice. That is nice. It's got a little kick in the back end. It's, yeah, but the flavor the is so good. Yeah. What's, what's that a pour? Uh, it's not expensive. Yeah. It's for for you, you can, or you for somebody else? You can afford it. You could afford it. Looking at yeah. your back bar, you could afford <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, shit. You want to trade one for one? Uh, I think they're like somewhere between like 15 and 20, somewhere. Oh, there. yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about our trip down to Kentucky real quick. Oh, uh, so much fun. So much fun. We went to Michter's, Makers, and Buffalo Trace. First off, it's not that far away. It's four and a half hour drive. Like, I always think like, oh, Louisville, yeah, yeah. I don't want to deal with gotta that drive. Be, yeah, got to be a long Like eight home. or nine hours. No. It's four, four and, and a half, half hours. Yeah, it's great. So we get down there. We get down there. The food was delicious. Yep. Bars were fun. Bars were fun. People were so nice. Everybody was nice. And I know that we were spending good money in a lot of these places, but... Who cares? That didn't... Yeah, it, it didn't matter. They didn't act like we were, you know, somebody that they... I guarantee you, went they out of their way plenty for. of people who spent way more money than we have. That's true. That's a great point. But everything was affordable. The neighborhood we stayed in was clean. We were out on a Monday night. We were at a bar that was open till 4 a.m. We left at about... 2.15 in the morning and on our walk home which is about a two mile walk I said Garrett I'm starving I really want pizza yeah who am I to say no to that exactly pulls up his phone he goes there are four places within walking distance that are open until 5am for pizza literally thought he was lying to me <laughs> like, and you, then you thought you were thing. in heaven yeah I'm like that's not a real thing <laughs> he's like no no look and he showed me pick one out and we picked one out and we walked there it was like halfway home to our hotel you ordered an extra large pizza woofed it and kept walking home <sighs> it was fantastic Nice. But Louisville was just a good, clean city. Lots yep. to do. And honestly, for families or couples, 
There was a ton of like boutiquing shops. Oh yeah. Uh, it seemed like the shopping is obviously not going to be Michigan Avenue in Chicago, but it seemed like there was some nice kind of trendy shops down there. The neighborhood we stayed in had four star dining, five a.m. bars. You really choose your own adventure. Why do they call it the Bourbon Trail down there? So there's a bunch of giant distilleries right there that have been there for a long time in the county called Bourbon. Yeah. In Bourbon County, and it's so backwards that there's really only one or two roads to get to all of them. So they just okay. call that one road Bourbon Trail. That's oh, okay. It kind of connects all of the distilleries. If you want, you could start at one and finish at the other, but you couldn't actually stop and do a tour each one to do each for, on a day. You could probably only do like three to four a day mm, Okay. Uh, before you run out of time, which was nice about staying in Louisville because there's eight or nine that are within walking distance of each yep. other. Yep. And that's kind of a newer thing, though. A lot of them... Yeah, they're pretty small. It's tap rooms with small production facilities, yep. a bar, a gift shop, a tasting room. But it's everything that you could want. And um, the Michter's Bar on the second level... That was nice. It was awesome. I And I'm not trying to disrespect anybody by saying this, but I thought their cocktails rivaled pretty much any cocktail bar I've ever been in. Way better than a lot of ones around here, that's for sure. Yeah, like your assumption is like you're going now, down they're using, there. They're also using Michter's products. Which, which, is, like, which is great. Yeah. But which are expensive and that's really true. good. That's true. Yeah, your assumption is like when you go down there and you check out all these distilleries that you're just going to go to this tasting room, check out all the machinery, check out how they make things, mm. and that's pretty much it. But these places are, They're like compounds. you said, they got like they got compounds. They got all these different oh, yeah. estates. Right. Yeah, and, and, sure. and, and even if you aren't into like in the actual bourbon, but like you can actually go to like a restaurant on site. Like mm-hmm. the Maker's had, Maker's its own had restaurant. Yep. Maker's had its own one. I think Buffalo Trace was building their own one yep. while we were there. They bought a hundred extra acres. <laughs> That's how big these places are. They said, we need to have more. <laughs> the 200 we have is yeah, enough. not enough. You know, a hundred more. I got to thank Nick from Michter's. Yep. I got to thank Greg from Maker's. And the lovely gal from Buffalo Trace, I didn't catch her name, but I have Nobody underwear older Nobody. than her in my drawer. <laughs> Nobody knew her but, name. But she did, <laughs> she did a great job. She did something. She, she did. She did a she great showed job. Us around. She was really good about us um, at the at the, ta- at the barrel tasting. Which she did fantastic. great with that. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and honestly, I thought, her knowledge, I thought her knowledge of the, the estate and what was going on there was good. Yeah. The, the, the disappointing part about Buffalo Trace is because of their $1.2 billion expansion, which we talked about, all their production was shut down. Yeah, so Garrett literally asked her, I just want to see a still. Yeah. And she's like, nope. nope. She goes, you're out of luck, mister. Yeah, she's like, come back next year. <laughs> yeah, All right, fine. Uh, okay. Yeah. We'll have to do it. But uh, the grounds at Buffalo Trace was beautiful. Everything was awesome. Being in Warehouse H, which we always talk about, our yeah. Warehouse H, their Warehouse H is their Blanton Warehouse. It, it felt magical. It, it was, really did. It was really neat. You walked in and they're... Uh, to the left, there was your little tasting area. It wasn't a room. It was just mm. a place where they hadn't put a barrel yet. Right. Uh, and then... <laughs> and, a, and a wood table. Yeah. It was four barrels and a, and a wood pens. table. That's it. And then uh, the rest of the building was a rickhouse. And you like you walk in and go, oh, that's a, quite a bit of whiskey that they got there. And then you like you take like three steps down the middle hallway. And you're like, oh, this building's yeah. pretty big. Yeah, you don't realize and then you how look big up, it is. And you're like, oh, this is a really tall building. I mean... How many? How many did you say were in there? I mean, like thousands. Yeah, thousands. A th- couple thousand barrels. Five or six thousand, I think. Yeah, it's insane. Jeez. Yeah, just yeah. lined everywhere you looked. So great experience. Go down to to Louisville. Check out the different distilleries, and I encourage you to check out the ones we talked about that we haven't been to. I'm gonna post a picture on Facebook of Mike drinking from this giant tin <laughs> cup that was filled. <laughs> 
Okay, so if anyone saw the picture from Few, right? There was uh, the, the liquid coming off the still, right? It looked like the size of a pen. Yeah. Um, and it was continuously going all day long. We're like, that's a lot of whiskey coming out of there. Maker's Mark had three stills going at the same time, yeah. and they were coming out at the rate of fire hoses. Yeah, just... Bubbling. <laughs> yeah. So the guy grabbed this giant ladle, scooped up 165-proof corn whiskey, right? It's not age or anything. And we all got to try it, and I got a mic... Mike just gets his whole face in there and just takes a giant gulp. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, and I was, I'm not going to lie to you, I was kind of hungover when we went in there, and I took a nice big pull of that, and I was right as rain. And it was so, so good. It was delicious. It was nice and sweet and soft. It and was sweet and soft, but it was hard to drink. A, because of the time. B, because of how much I drank was it the night before. Was it 10 a.m.? It was early. Yeah. It was really it was early. early. Overall, great experience. And they, they it's a really just, cool picture. They rolled out, thank you. I'm glad you're going to post that picture of me. <laughs> They rolled out the red carpet everywhere we went, so kudos to those guys. I know they're not listening, but our three favorites based on where we've been now are Michter's, Makers, and Buffalo Trace. Clearly, Willett's one of our top five distilleries that we love. We love Elijah Craig and, and Heaven Hill. and um, We'll be you know, seeing you soon. Yeah, we're, we're, we'll be talking to you about that. We'll be doing some barrel picks with It'd those guys. It's a real shame too, if so. you guys wanted to advertise with us. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> are we getting thirsty for some beers, yeah, let's boys? Yeah, I want to try a beer. All right, so the beers we are drinking today and reviewing. A couple podcasts ago, we talked about the GABF out of Colorado. It's a great American beer festival. There's over 2,000 breweries that travel there. It's massive. You win a bronze in any category, and you're set for the year. People will seek you out for your other beers. So, Old Irvin Brewing in the city of Chicago on Montrose Avenue, they have this Beezer, which is a hazy IPA, won gold which is magnificent for them. It's a 6.9% double dry hopped IPA. I've had several of their beers. They're always good and clean. This one's special, though. So we're have, you gonna, have you tried this one yet? Yeah. I had it before. I mean, like before it won, mm. when it was available. Ooh, nice, Johnny. Did you want to drop your mic and some pappy? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I so, duct tape these mics to the mic stands. <laughs> only, when, only when Mike's looking for the sound effects. So this is a hazy IPA, 6.9%. Not easily available, not readily available now because it won. Everybody's looking for it. I know Garrett's going to have a keg of it at Mays. We did not get on the list for that. I'm going to have to talk to my boy Fred about that. Yeah, Fred, where are you at? Yeah, Fred, I'm, I'm looking at you, bro. Spending too much time in Ohio. But, uh, it smells good from two feet away. Absolutely. It's G-A-B-F, Hazy IPA, gold winner. Get a good smell on it, Johnny. Mm. Oh, yeah. It's fruity. It smells like January 1st. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it does smell good. <laughs> smells fresh. Let the second sip be the tell. We always talk about this, but we should talk about this more. Beer, wine, whiskey. The second sip is what the, the flavor is. Don't ever judge anything based on your first sip. You're not going to like it half yeah. the time. I had remnants of Rossville Union in my mouth when I took that first one. Wow. I'm getting pineapple, maybe a little bit of mango, but it's it's a fruity. It's I don't want to say fruity. It's the right amount of fruit for a hazy IPA. It's tropical. It's tropical. That's that's a great way to put it. Yeah. I, I feel like I should be on a beach drinking this somewhere. You'd be obliterated in an hour. Yeah, it, you don't get 7% alcohol out of this. <laughs> no, absolutely. No. I mean, 6.9. 6. 6. 9, 9, yeah, it feels much much smaller than that, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, literally, like, you could drink this, you know, in a 90-degree day on a beach, and it'd be awesome. It's really good. I love the artwork on the can. Gary, why don't you describe the can to us? Remember that Cuba Gooding Jr. movie where he wants to be a scuba diver? <laughs> so it's got that guy's outfit <laughs> underwater with an umbrella. And he's giving you the, like, uh, what's going on face? 
and it's really, I don't know if it's creepy detailed, or not, but it's super it's detailed. Very detailed artwork. Uh, a lot of a lot of a lot of reds and yellows and blacks and blues. Yeah, um, if you want to see the can, just go to sippingsocial.com and we have photographs. Absolutely, and they, and they actually, I think the artwork's cool. I think it's really neat to think that you're underwater and needing an umbrella. It looks kind of like um, steampunkish. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. it's kind of got that feel to it with a little bit more colors. Yeah, really illustrative. Yeah. It's got the Chicago flag on the on the base on the back. That's nice. So old Irving Brewing on Montrose in the city. I, we've not been there, but we'd love to check it out. Uh, but their beer, all the beers I've had of theirs have, have been good. The packaging looks legit, and they've been around for a couple of years. So yeah, This is really good. John, you want to start off? I would definitely buy this, and this is probably the one of the higher, highest-rated beers that I've ever had. I'm Ooh. giving this a 9.5. Whoa, Johnny. Yeah, <laughs> this is really good. Oh, I'm man. telling you, man, you could, like, pound these things and just get trash. Johnny's yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Have a little bit more oh, of that. I got the the last drizzle. The last little spritz. Well, I guess we could have had it. Beautiful. Do you want to get back? I can't go. I'm not not giving 9.5 on this. All right, so you're buying this for yourself? Yeah, absolutely. All right, 9.5 for Johnny. He's buying it for himself. I'm going 8.75. I really like it. It is. I really like it. It's tasty. And now that I'm looking at the can and I see that there's citra and mosaic hops in this. Yeah, of course. Why would you like it? No wonder why I really like it. Those citra, dankity-dank, flower... It's not. It's not dry at all. No, and it's not too sweet for a tropical beer. Yeah. I'm buying a keg of this for my house, and uh, you guys can come over and drink it with me. I'll sell you the keg that I got, and I'll come <laughs> and drink it with you. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give this eight 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 seven five. Piggybacking. You eight seven five too. All yeah. right, now I'm gonna go nine. I really like this one. This gotta be the highest rated beer we've ever had. Super easy to drink. Yeah. You don't taste any of the like the aluminum or the the bitterness in the back end. This is. Freaking awesome. Yeah. And I also want to report that there is no Rumplemans had. Zero. Zero. This is a is nice it? palette that we have right now. Yeah. Our palettes are not dead. Palettes are not dead. So these, these are really Very good scores. But scores. The, a great score for old Irving Brewing uh, Beezer. Yeah, no no shit they want gold. Yeah, no kidding. They, they, honestly, it's, it's fantastic. So if you see old Irving Brewing Beezer out there, grab a four-pack, drink in the bar. Bring it, bring it to our bars. We'll drink it with you. Yeah, take three for yourself and bring one for me. Pretend we've never had it before and uh, bring it to us. Yeah, tell us how good it is. Yep. All right, let's move on. From, right. Yeah, uh, drink, drink up those beers. Oh, yeah. All right, now who wants the mm. task of opening this penis right here? All right, who's got something to o- open this up with? Does somebody have a knife? This is going to take me to right. an hour get a knife. To, to open this. Where's that picture? You got a knife? I, ho- I hope you slice yourself. Why would you say that? Because <laughs> you're not going to. You've handled plenty of knives. So we got Crystal Lake Boathouse Reserve. So Crystal Lake, Garrett and I have spent several hours at the Crystal Lake Brewery. We love it up there. The guys are awesome. They're great to hang out with. They're fun. They're unassuming. They know how to make good beer. They got silver in Fobab in the strong porter stout category. And this is the 2017 version of that beer that was gifted to us. It's also a pop top. Garrett's struggling over here. We need a shop so, back from I'm all so, the wax. I'm so glad I handed that, that duty off. Unbelievable. All right. Do you need the uh, the ball sack uh, opener? Is that going to help? This top wax. Oh, my gosh. That's right. Cut away. Cut away from you. I think the only video that we're going to post to YouTube is just you opening this, this bottle. That's how we're doing. I can't wait. I forgot about the ball sack opener. I didn't need to climb over the bar. <laughs> we're 10 minutes away from drinking this beer. Yeah. Do you want me to get the next shift? Tag me in, coach. I've gone this far. I'm seriously going to have to get a shop back up. (laughs) 
It's ridiculous. You only send Jesse a text. Yellow pieces of wax everywhere. Say who's in charge of these bottles? Oh, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the bottle's opened. That was such an anticlimactic open, too. Oh. All right, sweet. Uh, after Garrett's laborious bottle opening. That is a big word. So thanks to Jesse for gifting this to us to try this, uh, which we're super excited about. We're going to drink it up. It is 10.3%. It is an imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels. Oh, that's going to be... Oh, that a boy. Oh, it's just... Yeah, no, that's not bad. Yeast? Yeah, it's just, it's just yeast. Yeast. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you taste it? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, whenever, whenever you guys are drinking some beers that are heavy, if there's some sediment at the bottom, generally that's meant to be. All right. So ask your bartender about it. They should be able to tell you about it. If not, send Garrett a text. He'll just tell you what it tasted like. <laughs> didn't, uh, didn't you drink some, what did you drink at Makers? I was telling Johnny about this earlier. I, tra- I, I tasted the yeast strain. Yeah. Nobody else did. No. They have, was, they my stomach re- was not in the right mood for that. <laughs> I was already hungover and drunk from the night before. It didn't matter. But they have in their like lock-in cooler. They have their yeast strain for. Yeah, it looks like it's just like a giant like normal refrigerator. Like, yeah, something they have like in a restaurant that you put like your extra salad dressing in. And exactly. Open it up and there's a little bucket with yeast in it. Yep. And they they See, bucket it or something. They pull giant, some out. Just giant freaking place. And you go, oh, there's a little bucket of yeast. We just throw some in here. And yeah. Ferment away. I tried it and they, it tasted like flat blue moon. It had a nice citrusy. Like yeah, it was it was it was good. I'm not gonna lie. I shouldn't say good. It wasn't bad. <laughs> you didn't throw up. <laughs> I didn't throw up. <laughs> All right, so we got a 10.3 ABV Imperial Style Asian Bourbon Barrels. From what we saw, they looked like they were Heaven Hill. Heaven Hill is what we think. Yeah, yeah, for most of them. So uh, it should be pretty boozy. Should be really good based on the silver metal. Let's give it a little smell. Oh, we're gonna cheers, cheers. Mm. That is smooth. Wow. So you should be able to buy this. Have you ever seen it for sale? I don't ever go down the beer right now. <clears throat> All right, so the only place I've ever seen it for sale <laughs> is that. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's why. That's why I'm on the yeah, podcast yeah, for this part. I think that's the why you invited me on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the only part, the only place I've ever seen this for sale is the beer selling Glen Allen. Only had a couple bottles, and I've never seen it for sale. I, I'm pretty sure that it's just they package it for gifting. Mm-hmm. In bottles, and then they have the whatever barrels that they. Part of that gift, they should send you with a, a machete <laughs> to get the bottle open. <laughs> just chop off all that all that wax, or maybe just one layer of wax as opposed to ten. Yeah, why do we? Yeah, why do we need multiple? <laughs> Make sure we got it on here, boys. Danny, how good is that? It? Was, yeah, that was so funny when you ripped off the one layer of wax <laughs> and there was another layer. <laughs> the candle that wasn't blown. So, th- so this, this, right this style of beer isn't my, my cup of tea, but this is like perfect for this time of year. Smooth. Oh, yeah. This is tasting really good. Sitting in front of a fire. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And like you said, it is really smooth and like silky. 10.3%. So I think that um, when a lot of people think of this style of beer, they think of that Bourbon County from Goose Island, mm-hmm. which, I mean, for a good reason. It's they, dynamite. They, they make they make some really good stuff, and for a while too. I like this one better. The last Bourbon County Stout I had was a 2016, which I think was supposed to be one of the better years. But this doesn't taste necessarily as boozy, which I like. It's still got that long, like dark chocolate. Totally. Really smooth. Um, I would think that we're drinking this a little bit colder than we should be. I think we should be drinking this like at closer to room te- somewhere between room temperature and like your shitty college fridge. But this is a nine five for me. Mm. Oh, wow. And I love Kuro's Light. This is like totally opposite end of the spectrum, right? So like this, totally. I think this is just really, really good. Yeah. And um, this is a bomber, which is a 750 milliliter. Wouldn't recommend drinking the whole thing by yourself. Probably. Or not all the same. Just don't chug it. 
right? Yeah. Come, come back to it a couple times. Sure. But also, like, share it with your buddies. But once you open it, though, like, it goes bad. You, you got to drink it that You got to drink it. So I, I feel like it's a, it's a shareable. Yeah. What you got, Johnny? This is definitely a gift bottle for me. I mean, if I see this... Uh, Perfect. Christmas you, is coming up. You know what I'm saying? If I see this you in the store... You haven't anything yet? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got my wife anything either, so this is definitely on the list. Uh, she loves these type of beers, so this is definitely something, uh, when we're done wrapping up and recording this, that we should never come down and have. Absolutely. This is, like, really good. This is opening up something new for me, right? So, like, the first couple of sips in this were, like, absolutely awesome. I'm not going to give it a 9.5 rating. I'll give it a good, like, solid 8. Cool. Yeah. And these don't necessarily go bad, right? As long as they're in, like, a cool, dry place. Right. As long as you stash them properly, these beers could stay for a while. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not 5, 10 years, but a couple years. You, you can sell them. You, you can. And, and honestly, sometimes they'll get better Yeah. with age. Sometimes they won't. For me, I'm giving this a 9. I think this is probably one of the best stouts I've ever had. It's got the... It's the booze is a little bit lingering, but I like I like that bourbon barrel aged linger. Yeah. It, fun story. This one is a two thousand. We said it's two thousand seventeen. Yep. So Mike and I were out there in two thousand seventeen. Picked a single barrel of it. Decided this is what we thought was the best. We bought that whole single barrel. We sold it at our restaurants. Did really well. Did really well. The whole year goes by. We did it again about a month ago. I just tapped the two thousand seventeen. The last sixth of it about a week ago. It's still on. I just tapped it. So it's still on. Yeah. And it brought on, like, it just sat uh, in my keg area, which is, like, about 70 degrees. Um, and it added a bunch of vanilla. Really? So it's, like, super, not super, but, like, it tastes just like this, but with a little bit more vanilla, uh, with a little less booze, which I think is just interesting to taste that and then tasting what we have at work. Cool. That'll the, last about one more day, by the way. The contrasting flavors between the two. Yeah. Even though it's the same batch. Right. Because you aged it differently than this was. Well, bring out different flavors. Totally. And we picked the single barrel, and that's a blend of the other nine that they had. That's true. I, this is one of those beers where, like, I would say, like, if you don't like barrel-aged beers, or, like, you just don't like that sort of taste, this kind of shies away from that taste almost. You get very little bourbon-y sort of taste right. out of this. Because of how like. smooth it is. Yeah, it's yeah. super smooth. Absolutely. Yeah. The So Ryan is the master distiller there, and the things that they, they seem to be really good at is lagers and dark beers. Yeah. So once again, two very contrasting styles, but that's where they really shine. So there, we've talked. We've had the, the Crystal Lake Beach Blonde Lager on. It did okay on the the rating system. Yeah, could have done better. Could have done better. But they that's what they're known for, and mm. this as well. And uh, kudos to, to Ryan for coming up with this. And uh, that guy's fun to drink with. Yeah, hats <laughs> off to you, Ryan. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. So uh, cheers to Crystal Lake. Thanks for uh, gifting this uh, beer to us and uh, allowing us to review it on the podcast. Keep an eye out for it. Crystal Lake Boathouse Reserve. If you got a spot, it'll be on tap both our places about the week that this comes out. Yeah. And I actually, I think it's social. We're going to do a tap release party. We're doing ours is three days after you. So I got to come to mine and then go to yours. And I got to go to yours and then go to mine. That's perfect. Yeah. I'll go to both. John's in. Will you? John doesn't have anything if going on. Have those nights. Yeah, all right. I have you. <laughs> Thanks, Gary. Awesome. Well, uh, thanks, guys, for uh, letting us uh, drink these delicious beers. And to uh, Fred, who got Garrett the uh, the Beezer for us to try, and Jesse for gifting this to us. So, so let's talk about good listeners. We love the feedback. Like I said, we just want to do good. At, we just want to be the best at what we do. The only way we're going to get that is from feedback from you guys. So we're just going to do a little uh, homage to some of our listeners and some of the feedback we've gotten. And uh, who wants to start it off? I'll go first. 
Perfect. Uh, so you heard Mark Jordan's name uh, earlier in the podcast. He's the one that won the special bottle that he's going to pick up from Maze and Mash. He is one of my neighbors. He lives right next door to me. And uh, he just he's a great listener, and he always responds to things that we put out there. And he writes comments on our YouTube channel, uh, checks out our website, and you know, tells us good feedback on the site, and uh, he comments on um, you know on the podcast itself. Uh, so we just like listeners that kind of give us feedback along the way, right? Absolutely. So thanks, Mark. Really appreciate yeah. it. Gary, who you got? Probably the best one I got is... Uh, her name's Annie. She texted me a couple times about things that she liked, things that she didn't necessarily think was in, was appropriate for us to be talking about. Maybe some keywords that maybe we could pseudo over if anyone was listening. But the, it was nice to get some some positive reinforcement from her and also some good criticism. I think that she's a great listener. And the fact that I looked at her podcast history, nothing else is anything like what we're talking about. It's nice. all like criminal and really like depressing stuff so, so just kind of an outside perspective yeah. something a little bit different than mm-hmm. than the, the norm for us and she appreciates i think she likes you the best on there she, oh. she's really into, into the beer stuff so awesome thanks annie thanks annie appreciate it uh my good listener is gonna go towards uh nan waters she's one of our owner's moms she is fantastic she's probably our number one super fan every time i see her she always says great things about how much she's learning from the podcast and uh, i just want to thank you for listening and being a part of what we do we we definitely enjoy when people tell us the good stuff and the bad stuff because we want to we want to continue getting good at what we do and, and and get it on so thanks nan appreciate it keep listening we'll see you at the restaurant soon all right what we got g <laughs> what, what what are we working with whiskey now because i only have one whiskey and one extremely high abv beer in front of me i should probably have more liquor in front of me well you earned it so uh when we were down at Maker's, um, one of the bottles... So Maker's Mark is different. We talked about this a little bit earlier. The only thing they make is Maker's Mark, right? So they'll finish their products a little differently with some wood staves to make the 46. Um, they'll cut it at barrel-proof to make barrel-proof. Otherwise, there's only, they only make three products. The fourth product would be the Create Your Own Stave Collection, is which we went down there and did. So we bought a whole barrel of Maker's Mark by adding our own staves into it, letting it age for a couple of weeks, and then they're going to bottle it for us and send it up at cast strength. This is the first time that they've done anything outside of those four things, which is interesting because it, they've been around for a while, and they're huge. So when we were there, they say that this was like super hard to find. You could only get it at the distillery, that they were releasing only a couple, bear, a couple cases to the Midwest. Unfortunately, when we came back, I saw it at Benny's right away. Sure. But um, just like we talked about earlier, uh, Beam Centauri sends most of the product to off-premise, not on-premise. At our restaurants, we will get a couple bottles of these. So feel free to come and try them out before you decide to buy your own bottle. These run... 80? Yeah, I was going to say 79.99. Yeah. It's their 2019. It's their, their stave profile RC6, which is 10 virgin toasted American oat staves. So they're uh, virgin, meaning that the staves have never been used before. They're toasting the wood instead of charring it, um, and they're throwing into the barrel for... I want to say it's six weeks. I thought it was like six to eight weeks. Yeah, it's somewhere before they're ready. For, yeah, whenever they decide. Yeah. So, and then it comes out at their barrel proof at 108. Uh, you should be getting some notes of fruit, a little bit of sweet, a little bit of spice. Have you tried this yet? No, this is all brand new. This is uh, virgin oak staves and ten virgin, virgin uh, oak tastings. Staves. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have 10 virgin tastings. It is really sweet and light for 108. Yeah. I'm going to judge it more on the second sip. No burn on the first. There's not a lot of burn. Maybe a little mouth burn, no throat burn. You shouldn't get much burn from makers as they're a weeded bourbon. Wheat is generally softer than rye, so most bourbon is made with corn, then rye, then malted barley, where Maker's Mark is corn, then wheat, then malted barley. It tastes like a a sweet corn on the cob. 
Yeah, like, 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 some, like, with, like some butter and some salt and pepper, and then maybe like a little bit of like uh like cay- like a sprinkle of cayenne or red yeah. pepper flakes. Seriously, durian. like so um, it makes your lips a little bit hot, but yeah. like not your tongue. Or... That's a really good description of it. I always try to go with like the essence, like yeah. you, you taught us early on, uh, because I I'm quick to judge by by flavor. Yeah. So I try to do the overall thing, and I literally felt like I was about to eat a, like a sweet ear corn with like the toppings that I wanted on it. That sounds pretty good. The beef jerky. <laughs> Versace corn on the cob. <laughs> I'm gonna give this a seven eight because I like the proof and I like the bite because it's so light and I like the sweetness in the front. I'm gonna give it a seven eight and I'm going to gift it to Johnny. Thanks, Gary. Nice, nice. Um, I'm gonna receive the gift on this one <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna put it up on the shelf and drink it probably uh, maybe once a week. Have a little sip off of it. I think it's really good. I think it's uh, right on point with the, the, the sweet corn on the cob feel, taste, not feel. Well, it could be feel yeah. too. Could be. I feel, mean, if but, you're sitting on it. Um, <laughs> Leaving that in. Uh, <laughs> Just make sure you add some butter. If I did see this in the store, I'd, I would definitely buy it as well or gift it to somebody. It is yeah. really good. Yeah. Sweet. I am going to give this an 8.5. I really like wow. it. I really like it. It's soft. It has a great finish. And for new bourbon drinkers and veteran bourbon drinkers, I really think that this would be approachable to both of you guys. I'm I agree not, with that. You know, I mean, like you could milk a drink too. Exactly, and you could put it in Great a cocktail. I'm not saying that, um, but it would be because <laughs> I've only said that the last four <laughs> podcasts. I, if I'm gonna, I'm gonna order a pour of this on the rocks at the bar, and uh, I really think the cube would would open it up about halfway through mm, and I really give me that smoothness that I'm looking for. The flavor is amazing. So thank you, Greg, for honestly your hospitality. I want this to guy, see this guy rolled out the red carpet for us. Yeah, it was, and it just did a great job. So we're going to wrap this up. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Love that you guys are interactive with us. We encourage you guys to keep giving us uh, emails and feedback. We love that stuff. Uh, the beers were delicious. Old Irving Brewing Beezer. Killed it. GABF Gold Winner, Hazy American IPA, Crystal Lake Boathouse Reserve, Delish. Delicious, Silver Fobab Winner in the special in the Strong Porter and Stout uh, category. Congratulations to all you guys. Thanks for sharing your wonderful, wonderful beer with us. Uh, keep making it. We, uh, we're going to keep drinking it and keep reviewing it and giving it great reviews. Thanks for listening, guys. Please contact us. We want to know more about what you guys think. Emails, texts, come by the bars. Yeah, and one quick note about that survey. If you haven't done it yet, please do it. Get We'd like that. to hear your feedback. Get on Go that to sippingsocial.com and check it out. I, why wouldn't they, you know? It's, a, yeah. it's, it's, it's good for us, and, and it takes you 30 seconds, right? Absolutely. How can, how can we get better? You guys are going to be the ones that help us get better, and uh, we really appreciate it. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Keep an eye out for the next podcast. Um, we got some really fun stuff coming up. We've done some good interviews. I think our next interview, which is going to be the next time we record, is going to be really solid. Another local distillery. Another local distillery that I don't know if anybody's ever done a podcast with this guy. I don't think he has. I don't think he has. And I think it'll be really good for him. It'll be really good for us. And we're going to introduce you guys to a, a local uh, distillery out of Wisconsin called Jay Henry, um, making really good, fun stuff. And it's local and they're good dudes. So uh, thanks for listening, guys. Cheers. Peace. Later. First of all, we'd like to thank all of our listeners, families, and friends that support us throughout this. We couldn't do this without you. Subscribe to us on iTunes and check out exclusive content at our website, SippingSocialPodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook. If you like this podcast, tell your friends about us. A huge thank you to our producer, John, in the Underground Studio. A shout out to our boy, Johnny Perona and Davenport Ed. That's the rock and music you're hearing in the background. 
Thanks again, and we look forward to the next cocktail with you. Wait, what is that? That's Willet. That's my whiskey from earlier. He hasn't touched in an hour. That's because we've been drinking heavily on everything else. I poured it that high? Yeah, John. <laughs> what did I say at the beginning? He gave me four yeah. knuckles. John, he goes, I got another one of these coming. Don't worry about it. He gave me a little wink and a smooch. And he just... <laughs> I do. From our neighbor, Mark Jordan. <laughs> my favorite response was John. I poured him that much? Yeah. <laughs> that was my bottle. That was a big pour. I mean, that was up to the second line. I know, dude. <laughs> Mike goes to chug it and realizes, oh, fuck, there's a lot. That's not going to happen, dude. I'm not chugging that. I'm not just chugging